There you go. It's good. Free lady. Yes, free lady indeed. Um, Sorry, my, my back is really bony. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. So you said bye-bye. I said I love you boys so much. <laughs> it's time to fly the nest. I it's think fine. the world of you. And then I... Uh, Kissed them goodbye. Kissed them goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> pretty Pretty nice. Oh, oh sneaky. Yeah. Yeah. No one yeah. knows little sneaky pants. Dude, I have a recording. I legitimately for 15 seconds. Okay, so the first time I ever met Mason. Yeah, was why do f- you guys know each other? It's upsetting. Okay, so <laughs> welcome to It's on the List. Welcome to It's on the List. <laughs> we will introduce you in just a second. The official podcast of uh, our friendship. Um, the first <laughs> of, time of friendship. The official friendship podcast. Brilliant. The first time I ever met Mason. Oh, by the way, I'm Noam Armstrong. Co-host. I'm Mason McGuire. And we have a uh, we have a special guest today. We uh, it's not it's not every day that uh, we bring on a guest that we both know independently of each other. Uh, it is I. This is the Venn diagram, our first Venn diagram episode. Yeah, we have. Uh, we have introduce yourself, guest. No, I got I got I mean, a little. I don't do that. She's in the writer. We got she's taking the sip of her tea. We have on today a filmmaker, a writer, an actress. Do you prefer actor or actress? Do you care? Mm-hmm. Okay, we have a silly <laughs> on the pod. All around good person, good uh, friend. Someone that we both know independently of each other, we, which we'll get into yes. in just a sec. But, <laughs> we uh, have drama with both of you. You have drama? Oh, drama? Yeah. You have drama with both of us? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, Dr- trauma. trauma. Oh, that I believe. That this I one I, yes, this one I'm like, welcome to the drama. Trauma, 100%. Uh, is there anything I forgot that I, I said? Writer, director, silly. Did I get it all? Silly. Uh, coincide with comedian. Comedian, we can call it. Yeah, yeah I mean, I guess <laughs> I not really. Silly, I mean, sure. <laughs> Professional silly. Professional uh, comedian. Ladies uh, and gentlemen, uh, Nina Kramer. Nina Kramer, everybody. Hello. Thank you guys for having me. This is uh, truly silly. <laughs> this is <laughs> truly. I want to explain where we are. Please do. I don't think this so, is Mark Maron's. You are also. <laughs> yeah, we're in the we're in the garage right now. So Nina has the very special honor of being our first non cis male. Yeah. Oh, you're guest. serious. Yeah. Oh, episode boys. six, baby. <laughs> seven. Episode seven. Is it? I think it's episode. No, it's seven. Oh, you're right. It is seven. It is seven. Yeah. Well, no one I haven't seen each other for almost two weeks. Have you guys oh. had anybody on this that I that I know? Rocky. Oh, of course. Yeah. Rocky. And, uh, yeah. Do you know Dustin Titcomb? <laughs> okay. Don't laugh at that. So this is how. Don't, so, I'm gonna tell so, how here's the, so the audience <laughs> at this point is, knows no one minds friendship because this is sort of like the audio diary of our friendship. I love that. We know uh, have a mutual friend Carter Moon, who's also a Chapman person. All right. Uh, Noah kind of had the original like tweet pitch of the podcast, and Carter was seeing saw the tweet and was like, "Oh, like you should do actually do a podcast, and here's a perfect guy for it." And that was me. And so our first episode that we did was, like, us meeting each other for the, for the first, first time. That's so funny. It was yeah. so crazy for me, at least. I don't know if it was crazy for you. And listening back to the audio to, to like, edit it down <laughs> was, like, it was really nice, actually. Yeah. It's like, I so, I've been going basically back through and editing it so it is, like, you know, listenable. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, it's been really fun to just hear how this friendship has developed. That's <laughs> and incredible. The, um, so, I don't know if I had a point other than that. I mean, it's just been, we've been doing this for like seven, this is episode seven. Yeah, we've been doing it for about a month and a half at this point. Yeah, and the first time that we recorded, I was very, I didn't realize until I was listening again how tired I was. Well, yeah, you just gotten back from a big trip. I gotten back from like almost three weeks of like non-stop vacation. Like <laughs> Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> I know, I know. Poor, here's, I'm it's playing a, a song on the, I know, playing a, the longest, the <laughs> smallest violin, violin right yeah. here. Uh, it was like I was in Chicago, I was in Michigan, I was mm. in Albuquerque, Dallas, and New Orleans on a road trip. 
And I came back, I was very tired. <laughs> and he didn't watch the movie we were supposed to no, watch. No, I didn't watch the movie. What have no. you guys... Okay, two questions for you. Yeah. Well, real quick. So the reason I know Mason... Yes, yeah, so let's get into this back yeah, here. Yeah, how do you know us? So Take, we, walk us through. So we went to school together in Chicago. Yes. So I did my first two years of undergrad at Columbia. Because you were in Dell's cohort, and yeah. Dell was my roommate. And he was your roommate. But you also put on... I remember one of my earliest memories of uh, being in Chicago was... And, and, like, what made me fall in love with, like... You know, gross the indie scene, but like, <laughs> but you know what I mean, like, like just like house shows, like yeah, 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 like DIY comedy, like that was yeah. huge for. That, I'm sorry, that was huge for both of us back then. That was a huge thing that that people did. That was like my kind of crowd. Yeah, and Chicago is really good at that. Like yeah. Chicago's really, really great at having these. You have like the shithole, and you have all these like smaller yeah, theaters. The ice cream joint. Ice cream joint was my literal favorite. Yeah. All those both Jack Bensinger and like, Jack Bensinger, and like it was fucking like Gabe Gundagher lived Gundagher. in that house too. Yeah, and it was like uh, Max too. Like Max, yeah, Max, yeah, 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 Max and Joe Friedman. Are these houses or what? What do you guys? So, so, about? They, so the ice cream joint. Just what? Do you want to explain the ice cream? The joint? ice cream joint was basically this this like, group of comedian guys lived together okay. and they would just put on a show in their living room called the ice cream joint and you'd come and you could have free ice cream like that was like oh, the whole yeah. That's awesome. thing it was so much fun and so pure but, so Mason I remember I was a freshman and I was just kind of getting my feet wet like we were like going to all these random shows I was with, like Carly Strait and all these people hell yeah and, uh, to Carly yeah, Strait Carly, Carly, <laughs> who just did a, her first show, show, yeah, show at the annoyance really yeah. like, um, I'm proud of you Carly yeah, I was so <laughs> proud of her all the time but we went and I remember it was like you and Aiden and Annie, um, Sullivan yeah. and like, yeah, 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 yeah. And you guys did a set or something. And I remember you were telling a story and I can't remember what it was, but I remember I have a photo in my phone. That's a panoramic photo of like you at your old apartment giving like, or doing a bit, or I think it was actually Aiden's apartment, but you were like doing stand up or something. And I was wow. dying what? laughing. I, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, okay. I'm trying to find the photo. I think it's on my computer, but I saw it the other day and I was like, oh my God, that's Mason. Oh my God, that's like Will Nicholson. Like all these like yeah, people yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Uh, just the, there. That is so wild. Nina and I go way back. Way, way, like, way, Like that way, is, way it's, uh. What, four years ago? Four, something like that. And then. <laughs> that's so fucking so far back. Wow. And so cut, cut back to summer 2016. Oh, yeah. My first summer living in Los Angeles. Okay. I get a Facebook message from Nina Kramer <laughs> saying, hey, I'm casting this short film I'm going to direct. Do you want to be oh, in it? Oh, my goodness. And so I have a little one-line part in Hello, I'm Famous, yeah. which we <laughs> shot at Chapman University. Oh, baby. At Glass. We were in Glass. Oh, I lived in Glass. Yeah. Where, where in Glass? Do you remember? Or was it Glass? It was like those indoor-outdoor uh, units. Indoor? Oh, it probably wasn't. Across, it was probably Nomo. It was, it was across from like the athletic center. Across from the athletic center, like the football field, there was like that, like oh, it was probably oh yes, it's near class. It's probably yes, it was probably yeah. Yeah, we shot there. I mean, crazy stories of that. So that's how I know Mason, and then I know Noah because of Chapman, um, (laughs) because I would go to I went to USC for my last two years of school, and my best friend uh, Anthony went to Chapman. He's been my one of my closest friends since like first grade. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like go visit him to like hang out with people and over the summer I got to know people because of Hello I'm Famous. Um, and then I started dating his room and it was like a whole thing. But um, <laughs> it was like a whole like two and a half year thing. It was like yeah. um, just a couple two just like two and a half years of my life. <laughs> but I so I would go there on the weekends and I got to know all these people and all these like comedy people at Chapman and I got cast in a short film and, and Noah 
I was playing a first AD in this kind of like mockumentary about being on set. Oh my god! And Noah played my PA, and there's it was honestly what? one of those. Have you never seen this? I don't think I've seen this. Oh, I'll show you later. There are okay. some of the hardest times I've ever laughed have been like scenes where we have like we had freedom to do whatever we wanted, and he would just say shit to me that because I had to play a straight character, yeah. and he could fuck around all he wanted. Oh my god! It was so fun, and I did. Yeah. And oh my god! Really, I can totally see that being like what well, was like weird because like. I didn't know how you knew all these people. I was like, how are yeah. you, like, friends with all these people? And, like, I don't get it. And then, like, you came to set, and I was like, who is this lady? Like, what is she doing here? <laughs> she doesn't go to school with me. Like, who is she? And I'm, like, just, like, having fun. And, like, I'm like, how can I get Nina to just crack up on screen? And, like, it was that, that up until that point was, like, the most fun I had had on, like, a student set. It was, I really, I was telling my friend Sabrina just now. Uh, I, I have a horrible memory, like notoriously very bad memory. So I have a li- I have a note in my phone of it's called laughing times, and it's just all the times I laugh. Oh, that's really, really nice. Really hard. Oh, I really like that. It's really great because so my friends and I every it's a time, document of just like the good stuff. Laughs like just yeah. like, really great laughs. Wow. Okay. Um, because I love the question like when's a time you laughed really hard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but my friends and I were doing like I do these exit interviews when they get a year old or their birthday comes around mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they get a year old. Yeah. I'm like okay let's talk about you know friends are turning 23 and I was like let's talk about your 22 year da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. so one of the questions I always ask is what, what's the time you left really hard and we just went through like my note and it was just all these things but you're on there of like being on set and just not being able to do takes yeah and like laughing so hard because I mean you're wasting time but it's like the most that's the best stuff thing yeah. in the world like I Cha- like that is like the feeling I'm always chasing is just like cracking up on set. It's so nice, genuine yeah. joy. Yeah, um, but yeah, so and just goes to show that like I might be the best at that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you're pretty high up there. I mean, there are very few people that like real consistently. I'm constantly just like, oh fuck. And uh, let's let's not be so let's not be so lax to say I also PA for you, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is I in real life, which is crazy. <laughs> what is yeah. insane that like a cut to a year later. I'm like directing, and I get a call sheet that says Noah Marger is going to be like, Oh my god, really? Yeah. This is like recently. That too. rules. So this we is, have both worked for Nina. Yeah. yeah in very yeah. different ways. This is also, Nina is also the first boss we've ever had yeah. in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. First, first boss. Worst boss. <laughs> yeah, it's true tyrant, true whole oh, Well, oh. she came up to me, I was just like, I don't really like fuck with her like on set really, but there'll be times so where, it's like, where it's like, oh, it's, it's, time and I'll like give her a little look or something she, I remember she looked at me and she's like alright for the last 10 minutes of lunch I'm gonna be in my car like, <laughs> and then I literally was like okay and then she started to walk away and I had to go back inside to do something else we were eating outside and I remember walking behind her and she legitimately like turned around and was like don't follow me stop and I was like I'm not following you bitch come on <laughs> do, do not think of yourself in that no, way it was so, but it was so fun because uh, having you as a PN set was fun because we could play these like Characters, yeah, yeah, where I could be like the unbearable director. I'm like, okay, you're not allowed to look at me. In the- <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're done. <laughs> you're oh my God. I love it. I love friends. I love- yeah, I'm very, very happy. To, suffice to say, very happy to be. Here. Yeah, well, we're happy to. <laughs> have we're happy you. to have you, and I think you brought two very. Uh, I like your choices this week. Thank you. I want to also know when, 
later if we have time. I want to know the other ones you guys have done. Yeah, yeah. We can talk. Let's talk about that off mic because our listeners are, would already know. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we don't, we don't, we don't want to bore them. You know, with like we shit love that them. You didn't do your research yeah, on. <laughs> like so. the Simpsons movie. <laughs> you know, this guy stuff. Why have we not done the Simpsons movie? That's brilliant. Why it's have we so done the Fight Club? We've done. You're kidding. I'm no. kidding. We haven't done Fight Club. Oh my god. And we never will. Never will. Maybe. On the list of never will. Do. <laughs> We're putting that on the never list. Have you ever cis white male come on this podcast and talk about how Fight Club is underrated? You brought on, I think, two very exciting and diverse choices this week. Do you want to preview the album that you Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the album I brought in is Emily King's 7 EP. So it's from years ago. 2011, I believe. Twenty, Yeah, but yeah. She, it's super weird because like, this EP is excellent, and I think it's a very good, uh, like... Like uh, introduction to Emily King, sure, and, like what yeah. she does. But then she has this like really weird album after it that's like super poppy and it's very much not her style. And then she goes uh-huh. back into these kind of like very uh, technical, high arrangement uh, pieces. Like her her music to me, each song is like a piece because it has so many different sections of it. The arrangements are crazy, where you have like string sections and like electric guitar and yeah, like yeah, yeah. harmonies. Like it just is beautiful and. Again, horrible memory, so I can't remember the first time <laughs> I heard her or why I heard her. I think I was listening to Leanne Mojavis, who's also very, very good, and she must have come up. And I just, like, started listening to her album. It's always the album I listen to when it's, like, cloudy out. Oh. Um, it's, like, so yeah. this last yeah, week yeah. I've really so been... You've been really pushing the hours on this one, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, a very winter album. And then it was also just uh, the album I started listening to when I moved to L.A. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, like, emotional... Uh, significance to it just because when you move somewhere new I think um, when you start listening to music a friend of mine made a really good point he was like uh, I was like I feel really stuck and he's like well you listen to the same music all the time do you just have like one playlist that you just listen to and I was like yeah he's like that's the problem like you need to make a playlist every month which I do now I do that too to make new memories because if you go back to like August 2017 I'll be like Oh my god, I remember I went to the park with this person. Right, and right. Think of this oh, wow. and that. I have a friend who actually does that, but he does, he's literally been doing it since like middle school. Wow. wow. He, he would actually be a great person to have on this podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, okay, but I'm here right now. <laughs> okay, he might be not as good as a person to have on the podcast as the person we have right now, but he's literally been doing it since middle school, but he does a song a month. And so it's like 12 songs wow. since like, and he's like, 25 or something. Wow. And it's just like goes back and like you have songs like Hero by Chad Kroger from like the <laughs> Spider-Man soundtrack and then you have like LCD Sound System and then sure. you have like like King Lizard Gizzard or whatever the fuck that name yeah. is called. Yeah. Um, and so it's crazy. So like that, that is such an interesting way to like keep memories alive and I feel like like what you said about when you move somewhere mm-hmm. when you move you're moving physical things but you're also kind of moving memories that you've had yeah. in that place. I remember yeah. I literally moved up here two and a, two and a half months ago, but yeah. only from like 40 miles Little down south. Baby. Yeah. Little baby. But it like, I remember putting all this stuff in boxes and being like, oh shit, I haven't looked at this in a year and do I really right, need this? Right. And like, I associate it with like a time because I hated my freshman year of college. Oh, I've had this since freshman year. Like, do I throw it away? Do I keep it? Like, you have all these memories associated with moving and you're yeah. just like, holy shit. I'm going to throw this away anyway, you know? I really, uh, thank you for bringing this on because I don't listen to a lot of happy music, which is probably yeah. why. It's very ethereal. It's very ethereal. And that's what I really appreciated about it, too. And I really appreciate about her songwriting also. Um, do you have a favorite song? 
Oh, there's so many. I mean, I, I think about, well, radio's really pretty because... I really thought, yeah, radio was like, when I first listened to the EP, I like really perked up on radio. I'm like, oh. Yeah, well, because the sentiment is so beautiful, too. Like, uh, if she were to die, like, what would her last request be? And it's yeah. to tell her creator to turn the radio on, which yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. oh, she just loves music. Yeah. <laughs> it's so pure. Yeah. I'm like, oh, she just is, you know, loves music. The arrangements in Down and, like, the harmonies in yeah. Down... That was my yeah. favorite track off the EP. so... Fucking good. Yeah, it was kind of amazing in a way, and I was actually like going through like I was in my car like because I listened to the album once before. I was just kind of going through and listening to like the begin like skimming through each song, mm-hmm. and weirdly, I don't know why, but this time around, I was like, oh, like Alicia Keys. Like I got like weird yeah, Alicia Keys yeah, yeah. vibes, especially from mostly from like the way she's singing and like the intonation in her voice mm-hmm. and like the sounds that she's actually making. Is she what is she actually playing anything on yeah. the record? So she, I have no idea about this record. I'm assuming yeah because she's always been kind of like. Hey, M, if you're listening, <laughs> don't hold this to me. I don't know your life, but um, she, I've seen her perform, and so she plays a lot of instruments. Uh-huh. So I would assume that because this is an EP, she has a lot of say in the arrangements, yeah, sure, a lot yeah. of say in like the instrumentation. There's a anecdote quoted in the Genius. Oh, really? I, see, I love that. For, uh, for uh, which one? The last one on the album, Every Part, which is a song that I think is just so sweet. Yeah. Every, so it's sweet. all... It's all just so... It's, it's a very, very sweet, sweet album. Because I feel like... Uh, it's very sweet, and I just... I listen to such intense stuff sometimes. Just, like, some really yeah. just emotionally intense stuff. And I just gotta be reminded, like, it's not... <laughs> yeah. It doesn't need to be that tough, buddy. Like, you can just, like... <laughs> <laughs> she will, like, make you... Like, I love Emily King, too, because she'll make you feel... Uh, powerful. Like, powerful in a way that's, yeah. like... So this is very sweet. This album's very sweet. Mm-hmm. The Switch, which is, like, was her first... I think, like, very Emily King album where it's, like, it's gotcha. this but okay. longer. Uh-huh. Um, there's a song called Distance and Sleepwalker that are unreal songs. Like, really? top, top songs for me, okay. yeah. Um, I was going to pick that one, but I felt like the 70 is like, a good... A good sample. Start yeah, I mean, this. I really like where... I really... Will, yes, I agree. That's what I appreciated about it the most, was just that, like, I feel like I get a se- good sense of who this person is at the start of their career. Yeah, but and, what's yeah. really cool is that she does... She tells the story of her life through her albums. So okay. if you listen to the new album, a lot of it is like, hey, fuck you. I'm starting to become successful. <laughs> Damn. There's a song like... Love um, it. Because there's a song called By You, I Mean Me, too, that she's like, she's like, oh, I love that you like bring me flowers. You take care of my mom. You watch my house when I'm gone. Like all these things. And uh-huh. she's like, by you, I mean me. Like she's like, <laughs> I, like I take care of that all these things. rocks. She does a lot of that. She's very like cheeky in that way and she, in her new album she has these songs where it's like <coughs> she's talking about like her like old lover or like ex she's also like am, she's like ambiguous about right. what if she's like gay straight bi or you know yeah, however yeah. she identifies which is I love because I think it makes it accessible to yeah, literally yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's super smart and I think it's a brilliant way of expression but yeah in her new album there are songs where she's like um like it, it's almost like I think of Look At Me Now by like uh, Lil Wayne. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Look at me well, now again, paper. Well, yeah. Well, because I think she has a song called Look At Me Now in that new album where it's like, Look at me now. Like, I'm making money doing music. Yeah. I'm, the same shit I was doing before. Yeah, yeah. And I've like stayed very true to myself and it's working out. And you're like, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. She's so cool. And she's, I don't know if you've ever seen her live. If she comes yeah. to town, see her now because she, I think over time, will get bigger and bigger. She's only right, like right. 30 years old or something. Oh, um, really? Okay. I think so. Maybe she's 35 if you want to check. I'll check this out. Fact um, check. I am just checking. Like, she has, also has, like, an EP 
that just popped up on like the rate like my the Emily King radio when I was listening to the EP from like 2007 where she looks very different. <laughs> her look, and that's something very interesting about her too, is like she went from being this kind of like sweet singer songwriter look to being a little bit more androgynous, like a little bit more like yeah, 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 yeah. Just like she's born in '85, so fluid. she's 34. Yeah, yeah. She's she's 34. She's 34. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she's really cool, and her ability to perform is, like, <coughs> we went and saw her at the El Rey, and... Oh, wow. Oh, boy. It was so cool, because everybody... It's so cool at this stage for an artist, too. Like, if you go to these shows that are at the El Rey, or at the uh, Wiltern, or, like, mm-hmm. uh, the Fonda, it's just such pure love for that person. It's not like, oh, yeah. it's, per- it's not the Staples Center. It's not like, oh, John Mayer, like... Like, these are people who need to be, I think, their music experience in, like, an intimate setting. Yes. And they give it to you. And, like, oh, it was yeah. one of the best concerts I've ever been to. Uh, her, yeah, her harmonies, like, her, the people she brings on are incredible. She had an opener named Jenna Bell, who I almost picked for this because okay. she's also super underrated, but she's super new that I'm like, eh, she'll be fine. She'll, she's, <laughs> 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 and she's got time. Um, oh, man. Uh, yeah, this this also EP, some of it reminded me of, uh, have you heard the new Britney Howard album? Yes! Dude, all I almost picked yeah. fucking sound and color, but it's not underrated. That, oh, you don't think that's underrated? I hate dying to talk. I don't. About I don't think actually. it's underrated enough. I uh, think yeah. enough people know Alabama Shakes. That's one of my all-time favorite albums. Sound, yes, well. I was just because I was listening to Sound and Color a lot recently, and I was like, this so might good. be one of my ten that I would take with me into the new decade, like my 100%. top ten of this past decade. She's got one of the best voices of all time. I all time. Yeah, Bernie I still Howard. think we should talk about Alabama Shakes, man. I think if we're both passionate, if we're all passionate about it. Yeah, we should bring do a side podcast. <laughs> called Shaking so Up shaking, with Shakes. Yeah. Shaking up Shakes. <laughs> so back to the seven EP. Um, yeah, no. Do you have any other thoughts about it? You know, I'm kind of like the resident music dumbass, like on this I podcast. That's like, so fun though, because you can learn about new stuff. Yeah. Like it's not that I, I guess it's not that I like don't. I mean, I do love music, but at the same time, like I don't know how to talk about it really. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. like I kind of just like listen to it, like. I was that guy and still am that guy who I don't really listen to full albums. Okay. I'm like such an asshole when it comes to music. So no, I like. No, but you could argue that people who listen to full albums and talk about listening to full albums are also. Well, in a different is, way. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. In a very different way. That's the that's the kind of person who comes on True. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I belong on like fucking like talk radio on like 95.3 talking, yeah, I heard that song pretty good. Um, but I liked it. I, you know, this is. Not to get it too ahead of ourselves, but this might be like the first time on the pod, with maybe the exception of the Dustin episode, where I would full recommend both things. Really, I would yeah. full yeah. recommend this out, this EP. Like yes. this is like I was listening to it, and like I always get scared, like when the guest like gets to pick stuff because I'm like, especially if it's something I've never like obviously seen or heard before. But like, yeah, I was digging it. I was down. I yeah. was like, this is uh, this is dope, as they say. I'm glad. <laughs> it, so was your reaction to it like? Um, like, when you first started listening to it, were you immediately, like, on board, or did it take you a little bit? Like, I'm interested to know. Well, it was interesting you're... because Down is probably my favorite track on the EP, and so immediately I was like, oh, I'm in. Yeah. I'm down. Oh, no, silly. But I was, like, immediately into the album, and then as it kept going, I was like, what's great is she knows exactly what kind of music she's doing, and yeah. you get in each track, yeah. you can tell it's her. And then it's like slightly changed to be like, this is the new thing that I'm gonna do. And she kind of kills it on everything, so yeah, I'm she, I'm in. She's really great too, and that like I think if any Emily King song <coughs> came on and you heard it sonically, you'd be like, oh, and you know who she is, you'd be like, oh, that's Emily King. Yeah, right. 100%. like this yeah, is yeah, exactly yeah. who she is. I also uh, another one of my favorites on this album is Georgia. That's ooh, it's beautiful track. So, so sweet. It's beautiful, and I was like, every time I listen to it, I'm like, every song called Georgia. 
is beautiful. Is it's good. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Every song you have like Leon Bridges, you have Georgia on my mind, you have like John Mayer. Like there's so many uh, songs called fucking Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> that, but every single one is so good. I, like I want to make a playlist that just has songs not only, about Georgia. Not only Georgia, but any song that has Peach in the title as yeah. well. <laughs> or any album that has Peach in the title. Like anything revolving that little state is is crushing. Oh so Yeah, I don't know why. But even like I think this is a song about a woman named yep. Georgia. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know why Georgia just it creates just hit after a hit. Nice just a nice thing for singers to sing Georgia yeah. like I feel just lifted when I hear at Georgia. that song too and she knock, she like uses her knuckles to knock on the guitar as like the percussion mm-hmm. and it's just very lo-fi and very uh, I don't know this album too for me feels very like intimate where like you listen to it and I feel like I'm listening right, to it right yeah I think that like I don't want to again sorry Emily if I get this wrong but there's a I was going to bring up earlier in every part she's talking about how she recorded like that track in her bathroom and then sent it to mm-hmm. her co-writer slash co-producer and if that's how she did most of the songs like this is like such great production Yo. for that kind of like very bare setting especially in like 2011 where like you know you got computers and that kind of stuff but it's not up to the caliber it is today where it's kind of like it makes that stuff a little which is good, I think. It makes it a little less uh, prohibitive to have, like, good production. Yeah. Like, just, like, kind of accent. Well, also, like, lo-fi has become even more lo-fi. Yeah, like, in it's response. A, in yeah. response, it's like, oh, you want lo-fi? Like, do you guys know who Radiator Hospital is? No. I like Radiator Hospital. I heard this album on their band camp because one of my best friends, like, back home at the time was like, I love the song uh, Can't Hardly Wait by The Replacements. Yeah, sure. It's and a he, great song. It's a great song. And he was like, oh, well, the Radiator Hospital cover is even better. And I went, no, it's not. <laughs> so, <laughs> that I popped it on and it's only like available on Bandcamp or something and you just hear <sighs> like in the background the entire time I'm like oh yeah this is way better dumbass like, this is a great song but they, it, they did it better uh, my friend uh, and I love this kind of like love I think she does uh, if you follow her on Instagram I think it's like at Emily King I'm assuming um, wow plugging her already yeah, 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 yeah. usually plugs at the plug. end but we'll plug her now I guess. Um, but yeah she could, she could really use it from uh, <laughs> especially from this love, caliber yeah, yeah, podcast yeah, yeah. Uh, but she uh, well she's recently been posting all the demos that she does oh, so oh cool. that's so cool so it strips it away and like I love this kind of culture people just like cause it's then when you hear the demo you're like at the core of it it's just a good song yeah um, and a friend of mine Madeline Madeline my used performer she will send me songs she sings in the bathroom uh-huh. and I'm like dude please make an EP or an album yeah. of just songs you sing in your room because yep. right. it's just like voice memo yeah. she she did I did a music video for her and the one I chose on her album to do was a voice memo song uh, I would also recommend this album Nina it sounds like you would definitely recommend this album yeah I think I would okay great <laughs> I think it's just a good album for kind of anytime you need something to lift your spirits just a little bit Speaking uh, of lifting your spirits. Speaking of lifting your spirits. No. Well, this no, why do we start with your spirits? Yeah, no, this is no. Uh, I think speaking of lifting your spirits is fair. Yeah, especially I, I how, think so too. Yeah, 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 I think it is. I think it is. No, I, I, I really do. Nina, do you want to preview this movie that you brought? Up? Yes. Okay. So I, in this god forbidden town we live in people talk about movies all the fucking time and people are always like oh well, you might say too much <laughs> yeah uh, well, you yeah, say you might not need to podcast <laughs> <laughs> about it <laughs> but i uh, but people will always be like oh i saw this movie i saw this movie or they'll ask you for recommendations on movies and this is a movie i always recommend but i'm like no one's gonna watch this movie because it's foreign like sure. if I tell my friends to and watch, and this is why we're glad Nina Kramer's on the podcast. First foreign film featured on really? the podcast. Yeah, no, oh. that's not true. Well, we talked about Tokyo Story, but it wasn't Stalker. 
sorry. I was talking about <laughs> a foreign whoa, film. Whoa, whoa, Argentine film. Argentine, first Spanish South, language. Spanish language, South American. First all Latina that woman on the show? Yes. Uh, oh. Well, I'm on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> first guest that's a Latina no, woman. I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, um, but this this is, uh, it's, it's uh, sorry, I kept interrupting you, but this is uh, the movie Wild Tales. Yes. Yeah. Wild Tales, 2015, uh, best foreign uh, film nom. Best for you. Uh, if that convinces you of anything. <laughs> but every time I get a friend to actually watch this movie, they always text me and are like, what the fuck? This movie's really good. It's awesome. It's so crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is one of my favorite movies of all time. And it's one of those movies I watch that I feel very inspired after where I'm like, oh, fuck, I have to go do something. I like, I had, so I'm the only one in this room that had not seen this album or movie. movie? Yeah. You'd seen it? I, I had seen it before. Well, I was going to ask you what your relationship, I know you don't have a great memory and everything, but like, uh-huh. can you talk about the first, like, do you, do you remember like seeing it for the first time? Yes. Do you remember knowing anything about it going in? Like, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I can. Um, so this movie, actually, I do remember this very clearly. Uh, because it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> but I um, saw this movie because I'm Argentine. My family is Argentine. This movie came out. My mom's like, you need to watch this movie. Uh-huh. Like, just trust me, watch this movie. And I was like, I did the thing where I was like, I don't want to read the subtitles. <laughs> every movie I watch, I love more than American movies. Would you, movie would movie. you yeah. have had to have read the subtitles? Yeah, well, I can understand Spanish very well now. But, like, I also, like... I'm lazy and wouldn't cool. want to just... Wouldn't I also wouldn't yeah. want to miss anything. Sure. Because exactly. dialogue is so important. <coughs> but uh, I was like, you know what, Mom, fine. I just seen... F- was it? Do you, when your parents recommend stuff to you, are you normally like, ah, fuck it, it's my parents, like, I'm not going to take it? <laughs> no, I take them? Well, no. My mom is like... She has good taste. Does she? That's yeah. cool. Sometimes she'll send me things. She'll be like, you should go see this movie and it's like a terrible film. Go see Pacific Rim 2. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I loved it. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I think I'm giving her more recommendations than she gives me. But when she does give me a recommendation like this, where she's like, you should watch this movie. Yeah. I think I was home too and bored. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll watch it. Cause she had bought it and I watched it and it just like blew my mind. Sure. Yeah. The opening scene. Yeah. Is it's pretty unreal. Insane. I was, so I had literally no idea what to expect from this. Ah, okay. I, and love I this. knew it was like, <laughs> I read like the, the little synopsis or whatever. It was like yeah. six connected stories. And I had just been, the last thing I did in LA, like my last night in LA, I went to see the uh, Ethan Cohen play at the taper, which is like a bunch of six. Oh, you did see that. I did. It's a bunch of like six, That's inter- awesome. like six stories. Uh, it's an okay play. Okay. It's just okay. <laughs> it's okay. This, however... Drag him. This, however, I was like, uh, six short films. I'm like, I can't remember the last time I saw a movie that was just six short movies stuck together. Yeah. Very excited, at least for this. What we like to call in the business an anthology an film. An anthology film, yeah. Uh, I like it. I like cohesive narratives. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like, you remember, oh, sometimes short stuff is good, too. Really good. And uh, I watched this, and it's the first, like, short film... I have no idea what to expect. And then as it reveals itself, I'm like, let's do this, baby. We are yeah. locked and loaded. Yeah, I'm baby. so ready for this. So, um, do we talk about what it is or we do, do we do, we, we do a little bit. We yeah. do a little spoiler talk. We should, I, before off the top, if you're, how do we get people to see this movie without ruining, without ruining it? it? It's really tough because this movie is all about the twist. Like yeah. The, every single short has a crazy twist. Yeah. Um, what I, can I, may I jump sure, in for sure. a moment? Yeah. What I think is so interesting, if this doesn't entice you to see the movie, then maybe you don't like movies because <laughs> what is so interesting is that there's six short films. Each is progressively longer than the last. Yeah. yeah. And what's so amazing is that if you can stick it out, the last short, it takes place at a wedding. <laughs> it, it kind oh. of thematically 
is one of the most incredible turns you will ever see in a movie. Because yeah. the entire movie yeah. is about people treating each other like garbage yeah. and how that affects your decisions and how you react to things. Yeah. And it's all about the idea of revenge. It's all about what's fair and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And the way that they resolve that is pretty incredible. And if you don't ever, if you're never, if you've never been treated like shit, you know, I'm happy yeah. to do that for yeah. you <laughs> so that you can experience this film. But we've all been treated like shit. We've all been, you know, stepped on or whatever. Yeah. And that's just something that's universal. Everyone can relate yeah. to. And the way that they resolve without spoiling anything, the way they resolve that last short in the wedding is just it's masterful. It's I masterful. Mean, like, I was like, stop watching the movie. And I like, kind of took a breath and I was like, mm-hmm. Man, that was just like kind of beautiful. The the last the last episode, and I feel like you, I can break it down like this is like so the last short. There's so many. There's like there's but the the, the the thing that kind of connects them all is they're all about like destruction in some way. They're and all like self destruction yeah. in a way. They're about animal impulses. Like if yeah. you, if you watch mm-hmm. it, like the opening oh, the sequence opening credits, yeah. is all about predators, and it's all about like just human nature and like what the worst situation would be. So like for example, there's an episode about road rage where the premise yeah. is basically like if you were in the desert driving and you got into like a road rage incident where you flip someone off or you kind of cut, uh, someone, cut off. someone off. Yeah. And then your car breaks down in the middle of the desert and this person pulls up behind yeah. you. Like what is the worst possible Yo, that one felt very Cohen-y to me. Like if you like the <sighs> Cohen brothers, like that the third short is gonna definitely be like your thing. Cause yeah. it, it like it's tied up in this like so neatly ironic little bow. It's beautiful. And I it's just it's all I'll say about it is it's a crime of passion. Yeah, it is, yeah. Which is so <laughs> funny. Which is so perfect. It it's, is. it's like this is what's so cool about like just this sort of like anthology structure is like you can't, you know, I think the movie Annihilation is also a movie about self-destruction, like kind of uh, natural native impulses uh, and how they lead people to or maybe like how native and like natural impulses lead people to self-destruction and what's the point of all yeah, of that yeah yeah uh, Annihilation's a very uh, rough some might say inaccessible movie for a lot sure. of people I am also trying to just like I, it comes into my mind a lot and I'm always trying to unpack it and be like this is a thing that was like meaningful to me I don't know if I mm-hmm. like love it right away mm-hmm. but I'm thinking about it and with Wild Tales what's great is that you just get like these six connected stories and, like, I love that Noah pointed out that, like, what unites them is, like, this idea of self-destruction. And mm-hmm. the point that, what's the, Gabriel, what's the, the director? Saffron. Saffron, yeah. Writer-director wrote, directed all of these. The point that he brings, uh, at least the way that I saw the ending, was, like, we destroy each other. We follow these sort of animal impulses because it's the only way that we can, like, mm-hmm. reborn and become anew. Yeah, and, like, it's, make mistakes and be... Yeah. But uh, there's so many... There's just... It is, it is like, just... It's, like... I think it's, like, a great movie. Like, I'm really, like, getting emotional talking about this because it's just, like, it's so... Uh, you should talk about it. Like, you're the yeah. one that brought this on. You're but the one that shared this with they, us. Weird uh, side story. So my connection to this movie is... Uh, so... Saffron is married to my godfather's wife's wife, if that makes sense. So my godfather okay. is married to a twin, and the other okay. twin is the other twin oh. is married to him. Wow. So, so there's like six degrees of separation yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he so the woman in the plane so the opening scene is takes place on a plane uh-huh. and basically a group of people realize that they all have a common connection yeah, to yes. somebody. Uh, and the woman in it is my godfather's wife. No way. Oh, wow. But even crazier. So growing up in Argentina, my godfather drove an Audi. He has 
Extreme Road Rage. Oh, and, no. <laughs> and, like, we would drive from Buenos Aires to the polo fields. Uh-huh. And it's, like, a four to five minute drive. We would get there in 30, maybe 25 minutes because he would just rip through. Yeah. Oh, my God. So the God. Road Rage episode is about my... Your godfather. <laughs> godfather That's Diego. That's hilarious. Yeah, and I didn't know that until after because I watched it and I was like, oh, yeah, I was talking to my mom. I was like, and the Road Rage one, just the choreography? Because there's... Virtually no dialogue in that episode. <laughs> yeah. It's all physical action. It's, a, it's yeah. a masterful... If if you just want to watch a movie that is just fucking well done, yeah. this is it. I yeah. mean, it's a beautiful story, but it's so well-crafted. <laughs> it's, it's unreal. It's like such an insane flex that Damien Safran was just like, I'm going to just show you like six different directing styles in one movie. When most directors are like, I'm, I know my thing and I'm just going to go with it. You know? Not this guy. <laughs> my, can I, may I, my, my yeah. weird yes. connection... To this is I believe it or not watched it in school. Wow! In your foreign film class? No. Huh? In we everyone at uh, Chapman, if you were a even Dodge, if you were a film production major, had to take this class called film script analysis. <gasps> you didn't. You now you. Oh fuck! That's so cool. <laughs> and so we would watch movies, features, and shorts sometimes, sure. but mostly features. And we would, and he would the teacher smartest guy at that school should be running the school shout out to James Dutcher um, <laughs> just amazing but uh, he showed us this in that class because we had watched stuff We like the first half of the classes you watch very traditional mm-hmm. narrative stuff and you break down structure like we watched like Groundhog Day and we watched like uh-huh. uh, like uh, When Harry Met Sally and sure. stuff like that and then as the, as the semester goes on he shows you things that break narrative structure one of which being an anthology film and he's like has anyone seen Wild Tales in this class Hell no one yeah. fucking raised their hand and he was I like, well, this, this is an anthology film. And then he talked about other anthology films and stuff like that. And he was like, there's Mystery Train, which have you guys seen Mystery Train? No. I haven't seen Mystery it's Train. It's another anthology movie. If you don't like Jim Jarmusch, you probably won't like it very much. It's very Jim Jarmuschy. And then he talked about like Four Rooms with like Tarantino yeah, and yeah, everything. Yeah. Um, he's like, this is just a really cool movie. You know, kind of underselling it. It's like, it's kind of a cool really, movie. We're really selling it. Yeah. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I need to pop the brakes because someone watches this movie. They're going to be like, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking sucks. Uh, why are there subtitles? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, we like turned it on in class and like we watched like good movies in that class. Like a lot of the time in like film school, like they'll make you watch like stuff that like is from like 40, like yeah. 60 years ago and some right. people just don't give a shit. In this class, we were watching stuff that I think kids actually gave a shit about and like other students gave a shit about. And we turned this on and it was just like eyes like on people were like, holy shit. And he's like this very chill dude with like no hair and he turns the lights on after it's done and goes, so did you guys uh, like that one? <laughs> and we were like, yeah. And like, I just couldn't believe that like someone could do that kind of movie. I will say though, I think there's one that doesn't belong. I agree, and I'm I know which one you're gonna say, but you should say it. It is called La Propuesta. Is that how you say it? That's the hit and run one. Yeah, propuesta. Yeah, it's about the the hit and run one. Is yeah, is the definitely it's it feels the longest. Yeah, it's the second to the end. Uh, and it? by the yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. yes. the wedding's yes. the last one because yeah. it's in between the uh, bomb disposal, <laughs> yes, which yes. was wild. I love the bomb disposal guy and the yeah, but the the that one does seem like the oddest duck because it is like it feels like it should be in a different movie, honestly. Yeah, it oh, feels like a movie, yeah. but it also feels like a feature that got squeezed got down yeah. instead of like a moment in someone's life because like the wedding is. A moment. So clearly, a moment in someone's life. Right. The rat the rat poison episode, uh, yeah. or short, is so clearly a moment in someone's life. And then this one felt very beginning to end. Like, kid hits somebody with their car, affluent family, tries to get the gardener to take the fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all about, like, the politicking right. of that. 
uh, it's the politics and how you try to so just the thing that was throwing me off about that is that uh, the the old man, the old millionaire, in that was like a one to one representation of my old the old CEO at my last really my oh, job, yeah, and it was wow. just like. Yeah, it's, I mean, this is probably what would happen if this happened, you know? <laughs> like, everyone that worked at that like, I don't want to bash that off so much, but, like, you, you understand, like, I understand that this is probably, like, a scene that Damien Safran had, like, seen or recognized, mm-hmm. you know? It remind, it's very reminiscent of Succession. I don't know if you watched yes. it. Just, like, this is something that, like, this plot is something that would happen to, like, Kendall. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of did happen to Kendall, but that's a, that's a discussion for the Succession That's plot. the Succession <laughs> plot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that the reason I don't like this, and I um, famously... Famously, I am contradict or what is it like the odd man out? I don't like Succession. Everybody oh. in my life, okay, loves Succession. Sure, yeah. Everybody I respect. Everybody I've tried to watch it. The reason I don't like it is because I don't like narratives that have to do with money. Like just have to do right. with like how money, how to get more money, or like how money is involved. If there's no like emotional element, and of course in Succession there is, but yeah, I'm like, there's like that family thing that ropes yeah. you in. Sure, yeah. but for me like. Just, like, people being greedy for money makes me crazy. So I think for this short, too, it's so much about, like, paying off the gardener yeah, and yeah. who gets what money and, like, yeah. the the attorney being, like, I want half a million and all these different things that I felt really disconnected from it because I was, like, it's all about money again. Yeah. And I don't love that. And every other short is about, like, revenge. Revenge some and destruction yeah. and, like... It's crazy because well maybe like the the short this short this the 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 the, uh, the rich guy short is about like you know he's trying to like kind of manage destruction like yeah. he's trying to get a, his hands damage around control, it yeah. damage control and like it's it's kind of the sh- the bleakest conclusion that any of these shorts come to but yeah. just the ending of it is so brutal and it's like oh you know, we forgot I watched this with Josh Whitaker you know Josh I do yeah yeah I don't know Josh but he's ex- he's the sweetest boy I've ever met um, <laughs> we watch movies every Sunday together and it's, it's oh so really gorgeous. yeah I yeah Whoa. we do um, so <laughs> I was like we're I'm gonna watch Wild House and he was like I'm on my way um, <laughs> because he loves it but I forgot about the ending of that short yeah. and like the callback that they do yeah with the yeah I don't want to say because it, it is really. Uh, it, it got all of us. Yeah. All of us. Anthony was there, too. And we were just like, oh, fuck. Like, I forgot that yeah. that happens. Yeah. yeah. What's so amazing, though, is that... It's worth it. Uh, it is. All the other shorts, for the most part, yeah. uh, there is a sense of destruction. And I'll say in some way, greater or lesser degree, an element of hate yes. in yes. some of them. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. what makes that final one so beautiful is that they find a way to spin the hate into love because that line is so blurred and that line is so small. I think, and that's what yeah. makes that uh, that revelation and that ending in the final one. And without saying too much, that's why I think it works so well. Yeah. I, I agree. I think it is like, it isn't, if you're not used to anthology structure in a movie, yeah. and like, I'm Sure. But no one's really. No one really, really is. is. So yeah. it's like you They're can just kind of like, bad. I mean, yeah. They are. And if you can kind of just like accept that, if you're someone that, and I think this is also like kind of a good, because if I say foreign film, I feel like most people's image of a foreign movie in their head is like a Bergman movie, it's where like it's like very austere, kitchen sink, yeah. kitchen sink, black and white. But this yeah. is just like kind of just balls to the wall entertaining. Oh, yeah. without a doubt, it's, it, it'll it just like stop. it immediately like even from the first shot. Like I don't know what it is, but just feet and carry on luggage on a tile floor is just something that immediately gets me Can't no matter what. Yeah, yeah, and like it goes it goes music. from black with no sound to in media res with the of just like yeah. cutting through and you're yeah, like, like oh, oh here we go we're, we're really we're in, in, also, we're in these wild tales this is Cine, so I think we should talk about the wedding specifically okay so spoilers it, spoilers now folks pause the podcast and come back when you've seen it so you can join us in this wedding discussion because it's it's incredible one of I think my favorite 
things of all time. Like, yeah. that movie... Well, okay, so that's... The cinematography in this movie is so good. Yes. And it's wild. very different. Uh, it is wild. Um, <laughs> but it, they did a lot of things that were, were the first times that I'd seen it, and it's been done more now. Right. But at the time, like, there's a shot in the wedding um, where... So basically, the, the wife uh, at their wedding finds out that her husband has slept with one of his coworkers. Yeah. And it's about how she processes that <laughs> yeah. uh, emotion. That's a very diplomatic way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's how she kind of goes through it, but there's a shot and it blew my mind and it is my favorite shot probably of all time. Oh, wow. It, it just like bump. Like I remember watching it and like popping it, out and being like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. They do a lot of rigging in this movie where they will, they'll, they'll like secure the camera onto like, a car and so like it doesn't move and there's like, like a it's, fixed perspective yeah. it's yeah. very fixed and they put the camera on, I'll put it honestly when this comes out I'll put it on my Instagram if anybody wants to like yeah. see that specific <laughs> yeah, shot yeah, yeah, yeah. because I've referenced it so many times but they rig the camera onto a door with a glass window on it <gasps> yeah and I love this shot she runs into the kitchen uh, yeah. at this uh, like at this hotel I guess and she pushes it open. As she pushes it, the door opens and the camera's fixed. Right. So you see her exit and then it swings back to land it to its neutral position and you see the husband Coming, chase yeah, after yeah. her. And it I remember seeing that for the first time and being like, Whole Nina's like bracing herself shit. right like, now, I'm folks. Choking yeah, myself she's just like, <laughs> having an allergic shit. reaction. <laughs> it really it was just like it, I really mean it in this movie. Like I, I did an anthology uh, series of shorts this time last year. Uh, because of this movie. Yeah. So I watched it and I was like, this, I want to say, well, I did a LaRonde, which is like where they're all connected. So if like you two were in a scene together, then Noah would go on to the next scene with me. Like and a then, shortcuts type situation. And then I would go to the next scene. Oh, like it's like it. linking. Yes. Yes. And then you would come back at the yeah. very end. Oh, like, 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 like a, a slacker or like, yeah. A, yeah. like a herald. It is similar <laughs> to heralds. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's like a style of theater. But I did it because of Wild Tales because I was just like, holy shit, you can just do that. And it yeah. gives you so much freedom. And I think what's so cool about this movie is he does take a lot of creative risks. and So many. I think so, too. And they almost all of them thought, like are pulled off. I agree. Like, yeah. It's a very risky movie. Uh, seeing also the cinematography, I also loved just how each section had its, like, distinct color palette. Yep. yep. And it, so, like, it never... It felt like a different universe. It felt like... Yeah. A, well, it, but they all sort of, like, felt, like, uniform... It's like, I've never been to Argentina. I don't know what this, this countryside looks like. And mm-hmm. I just loved when he was, like, driving through. It's like, oh, there's the there's the mountains. Like, it's cool that I'm seeing the mountains. And, like, wherever the bomb disposal guy, uh, or the the, dem- the demolition ban scene, uh, like, the, yeah. the sort of more urban area. Buenos like, Aires. Is that Buenos Aires? I believe so, yeah. Okay. Uh, very cool. Never been to Buenos Aires. So I'm like, oh, this you is, like, it. this is, like, a beautiful city. And just, like, from that perspective, like, how well it captures the environment and makes... Mm both, like, just captures these people in these, like, kind of authentically feeling lived experiences, I think is a very difficult thing to do, mm-hmm. and a very difficult thing to sort of maintain if you're splitting uh, uh, kind of, like, styles or approaches each time. Sure. But I loved how uh, it felt united and separate. It was a very, it's, uh, cool. It's, I, very, this is a cool it's a really impressive. It's really impressive. I think, yeah, thank you for helping <laughs> me with that. Um, can I comment on the, like, being, like, jumped back and, like, holy shit by yeah, a shot? Totally. Yeah, Have you guys seen Itu Mama Tambien? Yeah. Yes. yeah. There's a shot in there that really fucked me up. Well, I really hope it's the same one. So there is, for those of you who haven't seen it, Spoilers. Um, so go out and watch We're spoilers. Tom We're spoiler time. Did now. I pitch that in our group chat? I don't think Because that's so. one that I would... I hope someone does that because that's... I know it's not yeah. super underrated, but like if you haven't seen that movie... 
It's see wild. that fucking movie. Yeah. That is a movie. There's very few movies that I've seen where I'm walking, watch it, where I'm walking the movie. I'm taking the movie for a walk. <laughs> where I'm watching the movie, and then all of a sudden, as it keeps going, it like locks in for me, and I go, "Oh, this is the best movie ever." Yeah, you know, yeah. and that's one of them. And it is the way that that movie sort of resolves itself. But it's toward the end of the film, and it's when what is the woman's name in that movie? I can't remember. Uh, I think the actress is Paula. But you want, I can you know. fact check that for me real quick? <laughs> <laughs> Get me for being completely wrong. Because it's it's our boys Gael Garcia Bernal and yeah. Diego Luna. Which they are two they're two sweet sweethearts. Boys. Sweet 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 little baby boys. Luisa. 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 Oh, duh. Luisa. Luisa. Maribel Verdu. Yeah, so stunning. I mean, yes, I so hot. She is insane. Um, I can't remember exactly what the boys are doing in this scene, but she is on the phone. Like and it doesn't, it doesn't, move. and it doesn't move. But she's on the phone having a conversation about something that I can't remember what she's having the conversation about. Do you? Is it about the? Illness? She's, it's about well, her she's, illness, right? She's trying to call her husband to say that she, she isn't coming back. She isn't coming and back. She loves him, and I think she tells him the thing that. I don't want to spoil it. Don't spoil it. Yeah. The ending of the movie. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. ending of the film. And she's having, it's like a very hard conversation for her to have. And she's like, I'm going to stay with these guys. And these guys, you see them in the reflection of the like the phone booth that she's having a conversation in. And they're just mucking around. They're yeah. being such complete assholes. Yeah. And when I realized that he was basically doing a split screen, but he was using the environment and not moving the camera at all. Uh-huh. I watched that movie in, at, in school as well for the first time. And it just jolted me out of my seat. Like, I could not believe, like, that was, like you always like here it's like easy to say that Emmanuel Lubezki is your favorite cinematographer because he's like shot so much amazing stuff and he has such a distinct style but watching E2 Mama Tambien really made me go oh he's one of the best to ever hold a camera yeah. straight yeah. up and yeah. that shot just like made me piss my pants like it's <laughs> so incredible so we have we recommend E2 Mama Tambien on the podcast big time big time do we recommend Wild Tales I think it's unanimous it is kind of like hopefully like it's relatively new it's from 2015 yeah, I think it's 24. But I'm not going to be that guy. So I think it was nommed in 2015. Right. So it's from the recent history, but I think that hopefully we can spread the word about this thing and can kind of elevate its profile because I think it deserves to be seen as a classic and just like a very adventurous, a very adventurous, very unique, just like kind of uniquely cinematic experience. And I think if you like Fleabag, yeah. If you've seen Fleabag, I like that. The wedding scene was like. It makes me think of Phoebe Waller-Bridge a lot because it is, like, you have this character and you're just going to blow up her world, kind of, yeah. like, and heighten her to a, an extreme. It's not, like, haha funny, but it is just, like, Fleabag. If you're into Fleabag, watch at least The Wedding because it will... Wow, okay. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's similar in that, like, if you, the way Phoebe Waller-Bridge writes a lot is just, like, how can we make this extreme, like, in right. season two? Have you guys watched Fleabag? I, uh, I actually just started it. <gasps> I have. I'm excited been, for you. Thank you. Yeah, very, very excited. It's a, it is a great show. Well-deserved. Much-deserved Emmy win. Yeah, I will. I know this is, like, super hack, but, ha- like, people didn't know Fleabag before. Right. And if you had done this podcast, like, a year ago, you I would have come in. Fleabag. I would have been like, we're talking about this. <laughs> okay, show. We're okay. Talking Fleabag. Well, come on. <laughs> you mean, okay, cut this fair. out. Cut this out. Cut this out. I'm going to get, this community's going to drag me. Um, but, <laughs> no. Fucking canceled. But that show, the first season, because no one watched it here. Like, the first yeah, season, no, no yeah, one yeah, yeah. There was a three-year gap between season one and two. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and it's great in the UK, but yeah, when it was, whatever, that's so arbitrary. But if you do like Fleabag, and you like that world of just like constantly heightening and having characters who are super eccentric and mm-hmm. also just absolute car wrecks of people. And selfish. And so selfish. selfish. Yeah. When she, that mirror, when 
Yes. Uh, she. Someone runs into a mirror, and it is the most. It's uh, it's visceral it's, reaction. It's, it's cathartic. Yeah. It's horrifying. It's bloody. <laughs> you it see is. her after when they walk in, and they have like the paramedics come to like oh, the yeah, person yeah, who yeah, got yeah. hit in the mirror, and she's just like cloaked in blood. Yeah, it's yeah, disgusting. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's fucking awesome. disgusting. Not to see the inside of someone. Yeah, wild tales if you haven't already. Yeah. Um, Nina, thank you so much Nina for Kramer. being on the podcast. This has been a real. I feel treat. full. This was great. I'm can glad. Do you have anything that you want to plug at all? You have. I bet you. What do you want to plug mm. at the pod? You do so much. Mm, probably uh, my cookbook. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you have a cookbook too? No, 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 no. Um, plugging, plugging, plugging. Uh, well, I'll plug other people too. Just, sure, like, Just yeah. other things because I, I don't... Every time someone asks me that, I forget everything I'm doing. Oh, Matriarchy. I'm on a sketch group that does a lot of sketch, digital sketch yeah. that I love and I'm very proud of. So if you want to see stuff that we do regularly, do that. Um, I have a... Yeah, I don't know. You can follow me on whatever you want or don't. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but then other people who do amazing things that I really, really like. I'd say if you're into art, look up Dirty Dad Brad. Brad Atkinson, if you don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a Chicago guy, right? Yeah, he was yeah. Chicago. Really amazing artist. Uh, Madeline Maidi, who I talked about. Really good musician. Eva B. Ross is also a really good musician that I've been listening to a lot. Um, and... Emily King. Emily King. <laughs> fucking Emily King. Awesome. Oh, like, yeah. No, yeah, that's it. Thank you. Anything you want to plug, Mace? Uh, usual stuff. Letterboxd, Instagram, and Hot Dog to Becky at Good Sky tonight. Was that English? What? What did you just say? I said my yes. Instagram. Called out, bitch. Yeah. Letterboxd, be boo bop, ski dog to My letterbox <laughs> is just my name, Mason McGuire. My Instagram is at Hot Dog to Becky. The food oh. hot dog, the actress Elizabeth to Becky. A tribute to the greatest scene in cinematic history. Elizabeth to Becky eating the hot dog after buying three guns in the movie Widows 2018. Whoa. Whoa. You love to hear it, folks. I love to talk about it. And then good sky tonight. T-O-N-I-T-E is where I post pictures of the sky. On the days that the sky is being very generous with it. That's so... Pure. No. <laughs> it's just a nice thing I do sometimes. Noah, um, you actually stole what I do because I don't really like to plug myself either. So oh, funny. I, oh, you're uh, modest. I'm trying to be. <laughs> I'm trying it out. I <laughs> see how it fits I on me. I think it's a good. I think it's a good look for you, bud. Yeah, I look you like plug, shit. You can plug my Instagram because I didn't say my Instagram. <laughs> okay, what's your Instagram? Nina called? Kramer two R's. I would like to plug <laughs> Nina's Instagram. <laughs> Nina Kramer with two R's. It's also her Twitter. It's a really bad Twitter. Don't follow it. I follow it. I'm about to mute. Uh, um, what else? What else? What else? What else? See you um, lately. Happy New Year. Uh, Rosh Hashanah, Shabbat Shalom. Oh, oh, of course. Happy yes. New Year Happy to New Year. all of the my, my myself and Jewish and uh, to many Jewish listeners that we may have. Awesome. We're recording on Rosh Hashanah. It doesn't mean that it's going to premiere on Rosh Hashanah because it won't. But you know, <laughs> looking back, um, I'm trying to think. What else do I want to plug? What kind of music have you listened to recently? Or um, TV shows. I've started Fleabag. Cool. So nice. I'm trying to get into that. Uh, I've been watching Strangers with Candy. If you guys oh, yeah, hell yeah, buddy. That's the one. Yeah, I'm trying to watch that because I'm writing something right now that I think uh, would be able to pull from that, some good totally. stuff from that. Um, yeah, I guess, you know. Hell yeah. Just, uh, just here's, how about this? How, I'll plug this. Uh, this is real. You can't grind all the time, and even if you are looking for work and you're kind of in that freelance situation, you got to know when to pump the brakes a little bit and say, I'm going to work on my own stuff, and you got to know when to say, you know what? I'm just going to take a little day for myself. Salute. Okay, Salute. that is a separate podcast. We need to talk about that. So I've been learning that, too, and I feel better. And I, me as well. Yeah. I have to, I'm cutting this off because I have to oh, show sure, a job sure, interview. Sure. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.